In John chapter 15, the Lord describes himself as the true vine. There is no other vine but him. And he alone can produce fruit that is pleasing to the Father. Israel had tried to be the vine, but produced only wild grapes. And the fruit of Israel's vine was sour and unacceptable to God. And this same principle, of course, applies to us. The fruit that we produce is soured by by sin, and, and we can't help this because it is our nature. We have a sinful nature, and part of that sinful nature is in everything that we produce. Even the good things that we produce has been affected by this sinful nature. And the bitterness of sin, no matter how small it is, is an offense to a holy God. And so we cannot produce anything that is completely free from this bitterness in some form or another. But what we need to understand in this illustration that Jesus uses is that the every vine has branches. Now, listen to what Paul has to say in Romans chapter 11 and verse 17. Romans eleven seventeen. But if some of the branches were broken off and you, although a wild olive shoot, were grafted in among the others and now share in the nourishing root of the olive tree, do not become, be arrogant toward the branches. If you are, remember, it is not you who support the root, but the root that supports you. Paul tells us that believers have been grafted in to the tree. Branches have been grafted in to the root of that tree, and that root now supports us. In other words, we are no longer dependent on our own wild roots because we have died to those old wild roots and we have been taken and grafted into a new root to the Lord Jesus, who is now our strength and who is now our wisdom. He directs us and his strength sustains us and his strength empowers us. We do not depend on ourselves, but on him, his leading, his empowering. And so that is why the scriptures teach us to die to our old way of thinking and to realize that while attached to that wild root, we could not produce fruit that was pleasing to God. Now, because we are no longer attached to that wild root, but to the true vine, we are no longer to lean on our own understanding but to acknowledge him as our root and to acknowledge him as our support and to go to him for our wisdom and strength and empowering. He now sustains us and we can rely totally upon him. We become a branch that is grafted into the true vine and his strength needs to flow through us. And the fruit we bear is not our own. 
And our great need is not more human effort, but more surrender to the vine so that he can work through us. He will produce the fruit if we are willing to be a surrendered branch. And John chapter 15, verse 2 and verse 6, goes into greater detail about the branch on the vine and its obligation to produce fruit. And so in this episode, I want to examine the first part of, uh, of uh, John uh, chapter 15 and verse 2 and also verse 6. And this is what it says. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. Now, Jesus wastes no time in getting to the point of the parable here. After telling us that he is the true vine, he immediately goes to say that any branch in him that does not bear fruit is taken away. Now, verse 6 explains this more fully when it says, If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. Now, what do you do with dead branches on the vine? Well, you remove them so that they don't hinder the production of the other branches. We've seen in the Old Testament that Israel was described as a vine, but a vine that did not produce the fruit that God intended. She produced only wild grapes. Now listen to what happened to Israel as a result. In Isaiah 5, verses 3 to 7, we read, And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I have not done in it? When I looked for it to yield grapes, why did it yield wild grapes? And now I tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will remove its hedge, and it shall be devoured. I will break down its wall, and it shall be trampled down. I will make it a waste. It shall not be pruned or hoed, and briars and thorns shall grow up. I will also command the clouds and that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah are his pleasant planting. And he looked for justice, but behold, bloodshed, for righteousness, but behold, an outcry. Everything had been done for Israel. God had cared for her and planted her on a fertile hill. He hedged her around and, and protected her and put a watchtower in the vineyard to protect her. But despite the care of God, Israel only produced sour grapes. She was unable to produce anything but wild fruit, fruit that was unacceptable to God. 
And so the Lord God removed his blessing from the vine of Israel. The special favor of God was taken away. She was overcome by her enemy and sent into captivity, and she experienced the fiery judgment of God's wrath because she did not produce the fruit that God intended. Now, as we move to the New Testament, Jesus takes away that role of vine from Israel, and he becomes the true vine. And we have our wild branches that have been grafted into that true vine. Those who did not know him now become part of who he is. And now, as branches that are grafted into the true vine, God expects us to produce fruit. And he threatens to cut off any branch that does not produce good fruit. Now, the punishment for an unfruitful branch may seem harsh, but remember something. Jesus tells us that the branch he is speaking about is a branch that is in him. Every branch in me, he says. That branch he is speaking about is connected to Jesus the vine. And the only way that a branch that is connected in a very healthy way to the vine cannot produce fruit is because it rejects the vine and refuses to surrender to the work of the vine. The reason the branch is cut off is because it rejects what the vine wants to do. And if you are connected to Jesus the vine, it is only natural that you will produce fruit. And if you are not producing fruit, you need to ask yourself, what is it that hinders you from surrendering to this vine and address that particular issue? Consider what the Apostle Paul has to say to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 3. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 12. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is built burnt up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. As believers today, we have been placed on a solid foundation, and the Lord Jesus Christ and his work is that foundation, and on him and in him we are secure and safe from the wrath of God. That foundation, however, is just the beginning. God expects that we will do something on that foundation. He expects that we will build on that foundation, that we will build something that is to his honor and his glory. Now, we can build with various kinds of material, but in the end, this material will need to withstand the fire of God's judgment. And if we build with wood, hay, and straw, our efforts will be burnt up, and we will stand before God with nothing to show. Like the vine that produces sour grapes, our efforts will fall short.
Now, the Lord Jesus tells us that the vine dresser will remove any branch that does not produce fruit. Now, I don't want to get into the matter of what that removal looks like here in this parable, because the parable doesn't really go into detail about that. But what I do want to focus on, however, is the reason for the removal. And the first reason for the why the branch is removed has to do with the testimony of the body of Christ. You see, those who do not produce fruit only hinder the testimony and the work of the true vine. Consider what Paul says in Romans chapter 2 and verse 21 and 24. You who boast in the law dishonor God by breaking the law. For it is written, the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. Because Christians were not producing the fruit of righteousness in their lives, the name of the Lord God was being blasphemed among the Gentiles. All too many unbelievers have have reached out and plucked fruit from a branch of the vine and found the fruit to be bitter and unpleasant. They, they, They reject the true vine because of the fruit of a certain branch. Will our branch be the one to turn off an unbeliever? Will they discover as they what will they discover as they reach out to our branch and, and, and pluck its fruit? There is no reason for unpleasant fruit on the branch. Everything has been done for us to produce the right fruit. The only excuse for unpleasant, bitter, sour fruit on the vine is the unwillingness of the branch to surrender to the work of the vine. If we would only stop trying to produce fruit in our fleshly strength, the flesh can never produce the fruit God desires. Only the true vine can produce that fruit. We need to stop drawing from the well of human strength and human wisdom, and we need to open our heart to the true vine and let him work. Only what he produces in us is true fruit. Notice in verse 2 that it tells us that every branch that does not bear fruit is taken away. The words every branch are significant. God expects that every branch that has been grafted onto the vine will produce fruit, and there are no exceptions. But this production of fruit is not the fruit of human effort. It is not the the fruit that comes from the root of a wild vine. It is the work of the vine, the true vine in us. It is the work that comes from the root of Jesus Christ himself. And, And it is that root that sustains us. It is that root that nourishes us. It is that root that enables us. And that is why God can expect fruit that is pleasing from each and every branch on the vine. The branch produces the fruit. The, the, the vine, rather, produces the fruit. The branches are merely bearers of the fruit that the vine produces. The life of the vine changes everything. 
and the branch yields fruit because it's connected to the to by God to the vine. And a healthy vine is a vine where every branch is surrendered to the work of the vine and to what that branch, that vine is doing. The Lord Jesus tells us that He He will build His kingdom. He will use us, but it remains his work. We are the branch, but he is we are the branch, but he is the vine. We are the channel, but he is the life-giving water that brings refreshing. We are the glove, but he is the hand that moves and empowers that glove. This is his work, and we can be a channel through which he flows to accomplish that work. It is an immense privilege to be part of what Christ is doing. But I want us to understand from from the New Testament that those branches that do not produce fruit are removed and replaced. Consider what happened in the parable that Jesus told in Matthew 25. This parable is one where the master is going away on a journey and he gives money to each of his servants to invest. And so they all invest the money except for one lazy servant who returned only what he had received from the master and nothing on his investment. And so in Matthew 25 and verse 28, the master receiving what he had given to the lazy servant responds to him and says this, Matthew 25, 28. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given, and to him, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And when the lazy servant failed to use what was given to him, the master took it away and gave it to someone who would use it. Certain branches are removed and taken out of the picture because they have not surrendered to the vine. And they wither and live the rest of their lives like spiritually dead and unproductive branches. The problem with that is that one day these branches will then stand before God to give an account of why they rejected the work of the vine for their productivity, and they will stand ashamed before their master. John 15 and verse 2 tells us that God is expecting fruit from us. And he can expect healthy, good fruit from us because he has attached us to the true vine. And attached to the true vine, every surrendered branch produces fruit. It is only natural that if the vine is healthy, the branches will show evidence of this and bear healthy, delicious fruit. The vine, the true vine, will produce the fruit. And if we see no evidence of that fruit in our lives, 
we need to ask ourselves what it is that is hindering that fruit and why we have not surrendered completely to the vine and why the vine is not producing fruit through us. If you are sick all the time, you go and you seek the advice of a doctor. Why then will we not cry out to God when we find ourselves withering and unproductive spiritually? Now, we often excuse ourselves because we're sinners and, and could not possibly serve God as he, as he desires. And, and that might be true if you were not connected to the vine. But if you are connected to the vine, then it is his strength that flows through you. And all you have to do is let him do his work. Let him work out his purposes through you. It is not about me. It is about the power of Jesus Christ in me and my surrendering to what he wants to do. Now let me conclude with the words of Matthew chapter 12 and verse 33, which says this, either make the, free, the, the tree good and its fruit good, or, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for the tree is known by its fruit. Now if you come, if you see bananas growing on a tree, you can be sure of one thing, that tree is not an apple tree. And if the tree is not producing the fruit it should, there are two possible causes. And the first is that the branch's connection to the tree has been severed in some way, and it is not getting the nutrients necessary to produce the fruit. Or the second possibility is that the branch you are looking at does not belong to the tree you think it does. It belongs to another type of tree. And John 15 and verse 2 tells us that if we are grafted into the true vine, we will produce fruit. That fruit is not ours, but the fruit of Christ, the true vine in us. And if we are not producing fruit, we need to examine ourselves to see whether we are truly part of that vine or whether we are resisting either intentionally or unintentionally the work that the vine wants to do in us. And the challenge of John chapter 15 and verse 2 is to cause us to examine our own lives to see whether we are allowing the work of Christ in our lives to produce the fruit he intends to produce through us. May God give us the grace to be productive branches because we're connected to the true vine and he is producing fruit in and through us. And may he receive all the glory for the fruit that is produced in and through you and me.